0: Hi, welcome to season two of the Purpose Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Kari Hurd. I'm dubbing this season, Single Mom Truths, and we're going to be breaking the status quo and heading in a whole new direction. Join me and my extraordinary guests, some new and some returning, for open and uncensored conversations about all the things. We'll share stories and experiences that'll change your old mindset, stir your spirit, and light a fire inside. It's my mission to inspire all moms to stop surrendering to their old stories about what life should look like and start creating a life that lights them the fuck up. So if you're ready to live your life by your rules, let's go.
1: All right, you guys, welcome back. I am here today with Sarah York. Sarah and I met in a mastermind that we did with uh with our coach Kiki and she is also a single mom and I thought she would be amazing to bring on here because she epitomizes like exactly what I'm talking about with all my messaging in terms of like finding yourself, figuring out what the fuck you want to do, doing it your way, despite the fact that you're a single mom, because I, you know, so many times we think that that's like this block, like we can't because we're single mom, and Sarah like epitomizes that that's just bullshit. So tell us a little bit about you first, and then we're going to jump into all the juiciness.
2: Awesome. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yes. First of all, this was so like such a huge honor to, oh. to come on and, and spread the love and yeah. just connect. And I think that's huge. And I think that's yeah. a big part of sort of my philosophy and, and where I'm coming from, especially in a place of, in my life right now where yeah. it, just that connection and being able to talk through your experiences with other women and moms that have gone through the journey and the struggles that we've gone yeah. through is crazy so is crazy. I myself um have a 10 year old both boys so I have a 10 year old boy and a three-year-old and they are just <laughs> like <laughs> the most magnificent creatures in my life and I just literally wake up every day so thankful for them I originally started my career in early childhood education, because again, like children, just that nurturing nature inside of me is kind of where I was pulled, and it definitely felt like a good place to be for so long, and eventually, the separation happened, and my life crumbled, literally just... In that moment when you realize, oh my God, my relationship is over and here I am pregnant with my second child. This all went down while I was pregnant. So the way that you would normally react and respond to something like that was completely different for me because I had to do it while battling like the hormonal changes in my body of mm-hmm. pregnancy. And, and so like it was just literally a storm of just emotion happening. Yeah, I can't Stop.
1: even imagine. I can't even I mean, the timing is never right, right? But no. uh, I can't even imagine. I can't. I can't even.
2: And that's the thing, right? Like, you can prepare for motherhood. You know having yeah. a baby is coming, but right. you can never appear, prepare for single motherhood. No. Because it literally wipes you off your feet. And that's kind of, I was dealing with both, two things at once, becoming a mom and becoming a single mom. And yeah. Yeah, so that was, I think, the pivotal moment for me where I was like, this is an opportunity to completely change my life because I was in a really dark place.
1: Yeah, and I talked to, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if I just was talking to somebody about just that exact thing, that it rocks your world so much. And it's for as emotional and as tumultuous and as hectic and crazy and stressful and all the things that it is, it's almost like it's this perfect time to kind of reexamine, right? Because at least for me, I had fallen into, I was a teacher, I was a wife, I was a mom. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it's like this volcano erupts and shit hits the fan. And then all of a sudden, then you're just like, at least I was, I was like, okay, well, now I'm a single mom. Yeah but what does that mean? And it's almost like this chance to redefine yourself. And I think if we don't take that opportunity right then and there, we can get so stuck in that, whatever our definition or whatever our story is around what it means to be a single mom, I think, you yeah. know, like, which I totally did. I had 8,000 stories and the listeners on the podcast know, I've, cause I've told, like I've talked about it, that like, I thought that single moms were supposed to struggle, but at the same time, I was trying to, like, be a soccer mom who happened to be single, exactly. you know, and I, and I was trying to, like, those two things were, like, clashing, and, sure. but I lived that for so long, because, I mean, you can, you can fake it for as long as you want, and then all of a sudden, you just kind of go well, this doesn't work. Now what? And, and so to take that opportunity in the moment, even though it's so crazy and say, okay, I need to re-examine all of this, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Well, and I, I know I totally relate to that because I remember when we were experiencing the beginning of the separation, I remember like I hit it. I didn't tell anybody because we had, we had already separated for a little while and everybody knew we had a very like up and down relationship. And then I got pregnant and we had moved into this, we rented this beautiful house and it was like the picture perfect family. And on the outside, you do, you, you kind of let society dictate how your life and your relationship is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And second baby was on the way and I was so excited and everybody, the way I felt we were perceived was this perfect family. And mm-hmm. the idea of that being shattered and having to admit to everyone that I fucked up, yeah. <laughs> like we fucked right? up. here we are yeah. again, like, haha! everybody told us okay. we shouldn't get back together. And, and yeah. now we have another baby on the way and, and we're separating. And so it took me a long time to accept, ex- that this is my life and and opening up and sharing that was the first step in healing
1: yeah that's a huge huge one i did an episode earlier with um emily turner who's a another coach um she's not a mom but she's divorced and we the whole episode we talked about like how that d word or just not that admission is so huge because everybody fights it so hard and then especially when you bring kids into the mix yeah you know and yeah you you work so hard to keep this like picture perfect like you said I, i mean i had people in my family from early when the girls dad and i were dating that were like something i mean even they felt it like something fell off and they're like you know and no it's fine it's fine it's fine and it's fine all the way until it's not fine and then you're like damn
2: (laughs) yeah then you're forced to address it you're forced to right
1: right Yeah. Yeah. yeah so one of the things i know that you and i talked about when we were in the mastermind and that when we were kind of getting ready for tonight is that idea and i know this was huge for me like coming out of a broken marriage. well, whatever, you come out of it and you feel like I had a really hard time, even now sometimes where you have this like sense of, I don't deserve to be happy. Like, like I spent a whole bunch of time beating myself up because I thought I had failed. I hadn't tried hard enough to hold the marriage together. I hadn't done everything I could to make things work. I had failed my kids. You know, my kids are now going to grow up in a quote-unquote broken home which I I don't ever believe it's broken it just looks different but you know you know and so you have this unworthiness of I don't get to be happy I'm a single mom I'm supposed to struggle like all these things and I know that's something you've worked through a lot especially lately yeah what are some things that you have found to be like Like, what was kind of a pivotal moment for you where you were like, screw this, I am worthy?
2: Yeah, I think, I feel like it's been an onion. And I think that there's just peeling back the layers. It's like Mm -hmm. one month, it's like, oh my God, it's this. And then another month, (laughs) there's another layer I'm uncovering. And I think for me, the very first big sort of flag that was like, relief for me was being pregnant going through that i and i hated saying it and now i accept that this was just a part of my journey i i didn't connect to the baby growing inside me like i had Mm. no attachment i remember the way i felt being pregnant with my first child and i had Mm. that attachment and, and with my second, I, I didn't. And I was so out of touch with myself and so disconnected from this human growing inside of me. I was terrified of giving birth to him because I didn't know what I was going to feel when I had mm-hmm. this baby in my arms. And I remember the moment that I gets me emotional. Yeah, of course. The moment that he came out of me was like the moment that I was like, this is why you're here. This is why, like, you are here to rescue me. Like, you are saving me. And he was, like, the reason I think that I was able to push through Mm -hmm. the first phase of the separation was, like, it's so funny because if I wasn't pregnant when we separated, I would have went off the deep end. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I could have been, I could have went out drinking. I could have, When and pursued other sexual intimate yep. relationships just to be just to get back
1: at. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was
2: forced to kind of like withdraw a little bit and and really take care of my body so that I could let this baby thrive. So that was the the first. The yep. first thing That was just eye opening. Like okay, he's the reason. Like I have to get through because he was given to me for this purpose. Yep. And just watching the changes in me and, and just a lot of, I think exploring myself because I had not, I hadn't been on my own in so long. I had been 10 years mm-hmm. and I had begged for him to stay and let's try again and let's work it out. And I had done so much investing in everyone else that I was almost I had no idea what it was like to be on my own, and mm-hmm. I remember actually this—I, because I, they were worried about me going through postpartum depression.
1: Oh, I would imagine, yeah. My sure. midwife,
2: like God bless her, she um, referred me to a psychologist just to kind of like have weekly, monthly check-ins with the baby, make sure I was okay. And one of her first questions to me was, "What are your hobbies?" What are your interests? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I kid you not, I was a deer in headlights. I had no idea. I was no. like, oh, I "Don't, I'm a mom. Like, yeah. What like you mean, interest? Like I don't have time for yeah. myself." And that was the second like huge pivotal moment for me where I was like, "Wow, I really need to find my own outlet because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm drowning. I'm drowning." Yeah. So finding your own outlets and rediscovering you and I think going back to you as a child like what lit me up as a child and I found gardening and I found meditation and journaling and all these things that I got to do for me again yeah those were huge huge for me
1: yeah well and I think so many women just in general single mom married mom doesn't matter they think that taking that time for them is so selfish, first of all. Yep. And they also think that it has to take time away from their kids. And it's like one of those things where, no, I don't want my kids sitting there while I'm journaling, probably. However, if you enjoy gardening, that's something that you can do with your kids. It doesn't have to be in isolation or in separation of your kids, right? It can be things that you enjoy doing that you share with them. Oh, sure. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: And you're um, so much more rewarding and fulfilling that way, because the more right? you filling yourself up, yeah, that's just naturally going to pour out onto them. And right? the longer I stay in a rut, and the longer I stay sad or full of anxiety and full of all those like guilt, full of all those emotions, that's going to pour onto them too. And right? learning to learn how to pull myself out of those feelings, right makes my children happier because right? I'm doing what I need to do for me.
1: <laughs> well, and on so many levels, because it teaches them how to do that for themselves. Right. And I know for me growing up and this is, I always make the disclaimer, like no shame to my mom. She did absolutely the best job she could. She was also a single mom. You know, she has all of her own, plenty of struggles, but if you're not taking care of you your kids will try to take care of you period. You know, and I've seen it in my own kids. Like they worry so much, even now, as you know, my oldest is uh, 18 and they, my youngest is 15 and they still they look at me like, mom, really, you need to get out of the house. Like they, they worry about you. I'm like, I, I, you're right. I do, but I'm fine. Like it's not, but you know, and when they're little, if they're seeing you struggle, they don't know how to process all of that. All they know is, they can tell that something's not right and they don't know how to fix it. Yeah. You know, where yeah. if you're really taking care of yourself, yes, you can be sad, but you you can verbalize to them, you know what? Mom's just having a sad day. I'm fine. I'm going to go take a bath cuz that's what I need and then I'll f-. like you can verbalize it to them and they can watch you do that. Yeah. In in just such a healthier way rather than Cause I think so many times we try to like stuff stuff like I must be strong. My kids must not see me cry because we're so afraid of making them afraid. Right. I know that's what I always did. I was like, yeah. if they see if they see me cry, they're going to freak out. And so I would, you know, we do it in the bathroom or we cry in the closet or we wait till bedtime or whatever. And I just, having gone through all the learning that I've gone through in the last year, I, I mean, I'm very thankful my kiddos turned out how they did, but boy, There were some things that I did where I, it was a disservice to them, you know, I I wish I would have cried in front of them a little bit more. I wish I would have shown them how to pull yourself up when you, you and maybe I did and I just don't know, but you know what I mean? There's just moments when I look back.
2: It's so true. I I feel that so much. I mean, my youngest, he doesn't know any different and he's still a little too young for me to really like develop that kind of. um, Yep communication with, but my, my 10 year old, so true. Like he saw mommy and daddy and he saw the fighting and the this and the that. And I always hid all those things from him and children aren't stupid. No, feel like they feel the energy. And if you're not explaining and communicating through that energy, like that for my oldest, that became a real uncomfortable situation for him. And, you know, mommy's okay. Mommy's fine. Mommy's fine. You know, we're mm-hmm. fine. It's okay. And it's okay. It's okay. And I, I the looks on his face in those moments, he yeah. knew, he was yeah. like, bullshit. Bullshit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say bullshit.
0: He
2: called me out, called me out a couple of times. He's like, mommy, you don't lie to me. I know. Yep. So wrong." And so it got to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I should be explaining these things a little bit more. I mean, I don't need to go into total detail, but it's, right. you're right. It's the, I, I am sad. I am having a sad day and that's okay. And, and I'm going to get through that. And and thank you for seeing if I'm okay. And, and yep. you know, that means so much to to me and I love you. Daddy loves you. We love right. you and still making them feel safe, but making them, yeah. know, I mean, we're all going to deal with emotions. And I think right? that the emotional intelligence aspect for raising children is huge too. Oh, Ugh, like, I'm such a, like, that's always been my philosophy is, like, really, yeah. I'm really adamant about having my children raised yeah. and developed with a very healthy self-esteem and yeah. emotional development is so important and not lying and covering up your feelings and, and being vulnerable and yeah. just showing them it's okay. And yep. this yep. Christmas, it was actually, I think I was like, oh my God, I'm actually doing a really good job with him because... <laughs> I like to meditate and he sees me meditating and he sees me doing these things. And like, I've got some of the crystals and stuff that I use. And so he actually went out and bought me a book for Christmas that is for meditating with crystals and crystals for moms. And, and so he's really got this really good sense of what self care means now.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's funny as he gets older, you'll, you'll probably notice this. Like I notice it with my kids. There was, um, uh, two or three year period where I was working out daily as part of, I was part of a different network marketing and so I worked out every single day and you know there were definite like emotional and mental benefits to it or even like now when I meditate if it's been a few days it's so funny they'll be like mom do you need to work out or meditate or something like they can just tell yeah yeah yeah, yeah I probably do like you know, when they're calling you out to be like, you need some kind of stuff. They don't call it self-care, but you know, like yeah. you, you need to go do something for you and they're calling you out on it. It's like, okay, they get it, which is awesome.
2: Yeah. And that just shows like what a great parent you're being. Like you're like, it's like right? conscious parenting. That's it's amazing.
1: I, one of my favorite stories to tell, I've probably told it on like three different episodes. So listeners just bear with me, but I don't know if Sarah's ever heard, but it's my favorite story. So God, just about a year ago, my oldest was having, she's just going through a funk. And uh, you live in Canada, I live in Minnesota, like winter just sucks. 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 <laughs>
2: yep.
1: Call it out. Um, As we're both sitting here bundled in our blankets. <laughs> winter sucks. And it's gray here a lot. And she came home and she just was going through this funk and, you know, school was hard. And I just, she was crying. And so I was just kind of nurturing her and sitting with her. I was like, hey, what is the matter? And she's like, well, everything is just gray. And like, I completely understood the metaphor. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. How can we make it not gray? And she's like, I don't know. And she starts like, you know, spewing all the things that were wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at her and I said, What? I said, if you could design your ideal, like regular day, I said, not like on the beach in Fiji with a book, but like a regular day here in our town, your ideal day, what would that look like? And she starts like describing it. and It, it all seems relatively reasonable. You know, so well, I would go to the drugstore and get some nail polish. And I'd run over to the bookstore and just browse. And I'd come home and like hang out with the dog. She lays it all out. And I just looked at her and I said, Then why don't you do it? Mm -hmm. And she just stopped and looked at me and goes, I can do that? I said, I think you need to do that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I think you do. But I said, I'll call you in sick to school. So we we looked at the calendar. We figured it out. And actually, the very next day was going to work the best with whatever was going on in the calendar and stuff. And so she did. And she came home and I always get teary when I talk about this too. So she went and did her day and I came home from work and she was beaming, just beaming with joy. And I just, I know. Right. I just, and I said, honey, what I said, how was your day? She was mom, everything was yellow all day. Like it just, I know. And just from that moment on, it's been really cool to watch her infuse what I call good real self care. You know, I've, I've talked about it before. Like, it's so much. Yes, do the bubble baths, do the wine and the Netflix. and all, Yes, do all of that. But like good genuine self care. Yep. She now infuses where like one day she called and she's like, okay, I'm up to my eyeballs and homework. I'm going to work until this exact time. Cause I have to finish this and then I'm going to be done because I need to be And like, just that self-awareness.
2: Yep.
1: If we can show them that it's just so powerful and just, yeah. So yeah. I right? actually,
2: um, I love that you said that about calling her in sick to school the one day because mm-hmm. I like to do that with my son sometimes. We just, Mm -hmm. we call them mental health days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I've noticed sort of like a lull in his energy levels, I'll let him stay home. It's like not very often, but it's once in a while and we call them our mental health days. And, you know, again, it's like, oh, my God, like, I'm pulling him out of school. Oh, and so taboo. And, like, <laughs> people are, and there's been certain family members that are like, he's out of school again. And I'm like, yeah, his grades are fine. His teacher is supportive. Like, it's really not detrimental to him in any way. If not, it's the polar opposite. right. And so I went through like, then there were days I went through like the guilt and like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? And I actually went into a metaphysical store one day to, I was to buy more crystals and um, I, he was at home. It was one of his mental health days. And I had mentioned that to this lady that was uh, at the cash and she said, that's beautiful because. That's what I remember as a, a young girl. My mother used to do that for me, and mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else about my school year that I remember those special days that my mom pulled me out just to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it, like, <laughs> hit me in the yes. heart, it gave me so much validation. Not that I needed it, but it just it, – those are the moments that he's going to remember, like mm-hmm. – is mental health matters and, and, and it right. really instills that like advocacy in himself. Like if I need a day, I can take a day and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like, the grand scheme of things, it's not detrimental to you. It's going to benefit you so much more. Right. And he's thriving in school right now because of it. And
1: Right. Because imagine this is what I told her. I was like, you can keep pushing. You can do yeah. that. And I'm sure you've watched me do it plenty. Right. Like. How many days did I push through when I shouldn't have and whatever? I said, you've probably watched me do that. I'm sorry. And you could keep pushing through. But I said, your homework's going to, you're going to start slacking on your homework. You're going to, what you do complete is going to be garbage because you're tired and burned out and whatever. And it just, I you're right. No, it shouldn't be all the time. Right. Yes. It, and it not that I, like you said, I don't necessarily need validation, but for those of you listening, it's not like I'm saying let them play hooky all the time. Yes, there's a time and a place when you just need to show up, right? Like, yes, shit needs to get done and you do have to show up. Like, you can't stay home just because you don't want to do the speech (laughs) and speech class, I'm sorry.
2: Fine line, for sure, yeah.
1: Right? But at the same time, if you're really talking to them and communicating with them and explaining the significance of it and really doing it in such an honoring sort of way, they get that.
2: They too. Yep.
1: They totally get that because you know that mine will get up and be like, oh, I don't want to do school today, mom. Okay. You don't want to do school or like you need a day. No, I just don't want to do school. Okay. Well then you're going to school. <laughs> like, yeah. And I get that you don't have to like school, but you know, and, yeah. but they learn the difference between that too. And then there's such less guilt on the days when you need to take it, you take it and then you push through on the other days. Like it's just teaching them balance which I think in so many ways we've lost sight of a lot of times like it's like one extreme or the other and I just feel like I want to teach my kids to get back to where there's that good balance I think
2: as moms we get so far pushed into that right like I'm 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 sure you have too I know we talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about it in the Mm -hmm. last that we did about the the balance of the masculine and the feminine energy and Huge. As moms, we, so f- we fall so far into the masculine where we're like, do, 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 and we have to mm-hmm. keep pushing and we have to keep going that it's so hard to lean back a little bit mm-hmm. and you get burned out so easily. Right. You just get so overwhelmed. And it's nice to have that plan and that structure, but you need to be able to have something to fall back into and just allow you're right. Like, it happens sometimes. And,
1: right. Just to be. Just to be. You know, and I, I don't want to get like all up on my soapbox, but like, I, 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 so many times I hear society say that kids just don't know how to be creative. It's because we've got them scheduled from the time they wake up till the time they go to bed and they don't have time to be.
2: Yeah. Yep. You we know, haven't
1: taught them how to be you know we we're over scheduling them and whatever and that's not where we were headed with all this but we can talk about <laughs> you know it's just we do we've got them so and it's so funny my youngest has got a good friend who's into a particular sport and the dad is like got this poor girl scheduled literally like 24 7 365 doing the sport and the girl's getting burned out and my youngest comes and she's like, mom, I'm just so sad for her. And I'm like, oh, like, good. I'm glad. I mean, yes, that you're being empathetic, but also just that you see that life is about balance, it's you balance. know? Yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. So
1: so you found some worthiness, and you have been dabbling in so many fun, cool things. I want to know all the things you're doing right now because yes. your plate is really freaking full, but it's full I, of shit that you like. See, and we I not even like things you love.
2: Yeah, it's it's a massive shift and it's funny cuz again yeah. it's all about the masculine and feminine balance, right? But I was in when I was working full time in a daycare and they were typically 9-hour shifts and then mm-hmm. you had to in the commute there and back. I was mm-hmm. out of the house for over 10 hours a day. Mhm on my own managing pick up and drop off of two children and there was just no time in the day for the just be part and yeah. it was literally like the second i'm up i'm up and we're going we're going and then my day at work i'd come home and depending on my shift i was lucky if i could put together a solid meal and right. like, by the time you get home and and then it's immediately time for bed. And it was just exhausting. And I was in a toxic environment that just wasn't healthy for me anymore. And I just ended up, I, so I actually ended up on sick leave because I just like the anxiety attacks and panic yeah. got so bad that I was just, I was hyperventilating and crying every day at work and mm. I couldn't figure out why. And so I ended up going on sick leave and Over the course of that, I realized, like, there's so much more that I know I have to offer, and I've gone through so much, and the amount of tools and resources that I have available, I should be utilizing. I can help other women, and, like, through my separation and being a single mom, I discovered that there was so much more that other women are going through, too, that, uh, you know, I felt alone, and I don't want any other single mom to feel alone anymore. And well, and I, I think
1: that what you're describing is so common. I don't care what career field you're in. I think it is so common, unless your ex has you completely kept and cared for with child care, you know, whatever,
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Which is rare. It's the struggle of having to work to, you know, pay the bills, But yeah, then you're out of the house for eight, 10, 12 plus hours. Some single moms are working two, three jobs. You're not seeing your kids. You're juggling your kids to somebody else because you're trying to, and I think that that anxiety that you were feeling is so common. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yes, we need to put food on the table, but at the same time, I don't think that anybody deserves to struggle like that. Like if you're doing something that doesn't even if it doesn't interest, like it doesn't have to light you up. Like there's times you have to do things you don't like, but dear God, if you're feeling that horrid hit in your stomach every single day, I, I implore you to find something different, you know, whatever it is, whether, I mean, you know you ended up quitting your full-time job and we're going to talk about all the amazing things you're doing, but like, it doesn't have to be even that extreme, but go out and find something you love you know, find a way to make it work to go back to school and do something different or find a way to, to get into a career field that at least brings you some joy so that at least if you're having to be away from your kids for that long, it's doing something that refills your cup. Because if you're going to work for that many hours a day, depleting your cup and then coming home and having to do all the single mom things for, you know, this much time because then they got to go to bed, right? It's food, bath, story, homework, bed, goat, whatever. Like, yep. you're just draining from an empty cup all the time. Constantly.
2: That's, yeah. that's, that's where I was at. And mm-hmm. I was so compassionate about what I was doing. But when I went on sick leave, at the end of the day, I'm working for a company. I'm working for somebody else's business. And I realized how expendable I was and how much more that I had invested and how much more I had appreciated than I was receiving back. And and I realized, like, I'm drained. So I need to do something that's going to fill me up, like you said. And it was at that point when I finally surrendered to the idea of, just letting go of something that was no longer serving me,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: all these amazing opportunities just kind of started falling on my lap. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, I definitely got a little bit of a squirrel brain happening for a while. So (laughs) getting back into focusing is definitely something that I've... Gotten much better at, but at the in the beginning, it was definitely like, oh my gosh, I can do all the things. Well, right, because
1: you see the potentiality of all of it, right, you're like, holy shit, there's like this whole fucking world out there. What do I want to do? I do this, (laughs) do this, because you get sucked into
2: like that corporate black hole. Yes. And I was out of this black hole that, like, you just wish for so many people. Like, you just, now that you're on the outside of it, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, yes, I left a full-time job. Yes, I left a consistent paycheck. You know, things aren't (laughs) sunshine and roses, and, like, it's not a happily ever after, you know, but it's definitely, has it helped my mindset? Has it helped my belief in myself have I let go of limiting beliefs and like so many more things that are just so much more important to me and yeah so all these opportunities started falling on my lap and now it's like I have choices and I am able to put my time and energy into things that do light me up and one of them right now that is huge for me is being that empowerment coach for other single moms and really showing them the tools and 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 just really helping them dig deep and find that self-love again Mm -hmm. because finding my worth was huge yeah that unworthiness that like limiting belief for me that i had carried my entire life i mean i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't have i had a father in my life growing up but he was an alcoholic so he wasn't he was an absent father And ultimately he chose alcohol over his family, you know, and then dealing with that and the trauma and the grieving around essentially losing my father to alcohol was devastating. And having to go through that same experience again with my ex, where he chose someone else over me. And it was just like, Oh my God, you feel worthless. You feel like, right. what is wrong what, what, what am I doing?
1: Yeah. What's wrong with me?
2: So working through, finding myself, like loving myself again has just been incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So rediscovering that is definitely huge. So the biggest thing that I think I can do at this point now is just really empower and help other women to do the same. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's so rewarding and it's so necessary It's so necessary because it's so easy to fall into all of the stories and mindsets and traps of like, well, now I'm stuck in this job that I hate because I have to put food on the table and I'm stuck in this job that I hate because, and please hear me. It's not just about the job. It just, from what I've experienced and what I've seen other women experience, that is often the biggest hurdle, I think.
2: Well, and you get, so comfortable. I know I did. I I didn't realize how much I was playing the victim. Yeah. I you know like, oh woe well, is me. You know my dad was an alcoholic and he mm-hmm. was he did that and that's why I did this and you yep. know it, it yep. it an excuse. And same with my ex. Like I hate saying it now, but forever for a long time. Like it was very much the narcissistic empath relationship and even saying that it's, it's like, I'm allowing myself to be the victim and I'm not being at cause for my life anymore. I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting other people's actions dictate how I show up and it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Like I can take power or take the power and and realize, like, these are opportunities to learn lessons. And, okay, like, this wasn't all him. This wasn't, like, my right? father's Choices don't have to be about me. <laughs> my ex's yeah. voices aren't about me. This is, right. this is my chance to really, really just focus on the lessons I've learned. And, and how can I do better? How can I be better? How can right. I know that life is happening for me it's not happening mm-hmm. to me
1: that was right and i think that that's a huge thing at least it was for me for a really long time i was like why is this happening to me yes right yep. and it's like well yeah i 100% agree 100% agree. and i think i know i wore like you talked about living life as a victim i wore my single mom badge Kind of, without even realizing it, I thought I was wearing it with pride,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yet at the same time, I was using it to hide. Yep. And play small.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Maybe not necessarily be a victim, but yeah, to use it to play small. Like, yeah. oh, I can't do that because I'm a single mom. Exactly. I can't do that because I'm a single mom. And it's like, whoa. Like, now, and you're just saying that, it, like, killed me that I did that. Like, mm-hmm. but... Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And you blame it. You become the victim, and you want to blame, blame, blame. And right. Literally, you're giving away all of your power. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until so far into my journey, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, Oh my God! I'm literally giving away that power to everybody else. I can take it back, and I can own all of these things that have happened because they've made me better and it's interesting because I a while ago had seen this I guess it was an article explaining about this Japanese culture of where they take broken china Mm -hmm. and they glue it back together with gold and so wow. it's like these broken pieces, it's like you're taking like all a them,
1: mosaic kind
2: of like a mosaic. Yeah.
1: Oh, very cool.
2: Stronger. So they're literally gluing back all of these broken pieces, but it's even stronger. It's even more beautiful. I, than
1: love, that. I
2: and love that. I love that. That gets to be us. Like, that yeah. gets to be our story now. Like, it's the story that we get to say, that made me stronger. I'm better because mm-hmm. of, not in spite of.
1: Yes, exactly. Because of, right? And just think of all the lessons that we've learned and all the things that we get to share and, like, just, mm-hmm. and that, you know, with our, with other women, but also with our children and just, yeah. There's, and there's such a freedom in it.
2: Yeah. It is. And it it does. It makes you feel like, wow, like I, I did this. I overcame these things. And in the moment, you don't feel like you're ever going to. (laughs) I don't know about you, Like in the moment, I didn't see beyond that trauma. I didn't see beyond the like emotional. Yes. Last all the I was shit. Living yeah. in. you know like there was yeah. hours I remember sitting in the bedroom nursing my baby just sitting there for hours just crying and right. just stuck and just like how did I end up here and yeah. fast forward to now it's like thank god I ended up here because right. I up, <laughs> <it's> stuck.
1: <laughs> right do you ever I, I don't do it very often no, like really because I've been on my own since for about almost 15 years, really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe I could count on one hand the number of times where I'm like, I wonder what my life would be like had we stayed together. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that oh, just does not even interest me at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, because you grow. And yeah. that that's something too that like, let's see if I can remember the quote. I heard a quote once that said, a woman marries a man hoping that they could grow together or change, and a man marries a woman hoping that she never does.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> and.
1: That's what I say yeah. to that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you do. Mm. Think it, and that's just the difference. I mean, it's no fault to anybody. You know. That's the difference, I think, between right. a woman, especially entering motherhood. It, it's so. Yeah you know, you change, you do change so much and you only hope that you find a partner that will rise with you.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it depends on that. If you have the right partner, absolutely. You rise together.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: Awesome. All right, dear. We, I know we could talk for hours and hours and hours (laughs) about all of the things. Um, Do you have any like programs or anything, any services that you're sharing that you want people to know about, where can they find you on social media? What do you got for the people listening? If they want to find you and yes. soak up all of your energy and goodness. Yes. So
2: I am always on Instagram. That's definitely a major spot for, for where mm-hmm. I am. I like the Instagram and you can definitely also find me on Facebook And I have actually, have just finished launching a program for single moms who are looking to regain that inner strength and that self-love that we were talking about. And Mm -hmm. I've also, I have a really, really strong desire to focus a lot on the children as well. So Mm -hmm. human design, I know we didn't really talk about human design too much, but if anyone's interested more on human design.
1: You've jumped into that head first, which I love so much. It's so overwhelming for me. I love it, but it's so (laughs) overwhelming for me.
2: Even just for me, it's for my children. I think
1: that's amazing.
2: That's the thing. Mine are still so young that there are obviously not battles, but there's, there's situations and, and, and things that happen day to day that just knowing their human design mm-hmm. has impacted, po- like positively impacted the way that
1: that's awesome. I
2: interact with them and it's, it's definitely been such a so, good
1: So super quick listeners, if you don't know what human design is, it's sort of like taking your astrology and like really fine-tuning it almost down to like the minute that you were born and it basically talks about like how you are actually hardwired it's like your actual blueprint for how you process and how you like I am like how you work when you're in your best workflow when you're in your best decision making you know like I know I'm an emotional authority with a emotional or the my gut center or whatever i'm a i am a manifesting generator and i was yeah so anyways and so what sarah's saying is like if you can learn about that for yourself and for your kids it really helps you know like in those moments when you're having the homework battle or the brush your teeth battle or like any of those it just gives you a way to communicate with them it gives you a way to sort of because You know, we all sort of speak different languages that way and it helps you know like what they need, how they need you to speak to them or how they need to be able to process information and make decisions and things like that. Um, And so it, it takes that, like we all know every kid is different, but it takes that to just such a deeper level. And so if that's ever something... I'm, that's as much as I, like, I am not well versed in it, I love it, that's all I got, no, that's all I got, (laughs) I open my chart, and I see all the arrows, and the numbers, and I go, I don't have a clue, I don't know, Um, but Sarah can definitely help you work through some of that, which is, it's so powerful, I think, as a mom, and you know, like, we all kind of go, well, I don't need a roadmap to my kid, but dear God, the things that you can uncover when you have that roadmap, yeah, I mean, I mean, you think you think you people, know your kid, but you uh, dig into that roadmap, and you're like, "Shit!"
2: Well, as a mother and as as an early childhood educator, as somebody yeah. who went to school for child development, like <laughs> I still <laughs> learned human design, and I was like, "Holy yeah. crap!" Like this blows everything out of the water. So, yeah,
1: yeah, because yeah. it's, uh, it's so much more than just like their personality traits and their. Yeah, I mean. It, if you believe in a astro- like I totally believe in astrology but like if you believe in astrology it's more than just knowing that they're a Gemini it's like well,
2: how they it, process how
1: they make decisions how they
2: and like the way that their energy transforms based on like what gates right. are activated in that time and it's right. just, it's amazing it's incredible it is amazing
1: yeah, yeah it's like how how we take in and shoot out energy alone I mean for lack of a better way to say it, like how we exchange energy with each other and all these things. So it's super, super interesting. I, in, I'm blown away by it. I just, I'm not well versed in it because it's so overwhelming. I haven't taken the time to dig in any farther, but
2: I I have a lot of really exciting ideas that I'm hoping to play soon with human design and resources for kids. And I was just
1: going to say like a mommy and me kind of thing. That would be like so fun.
2: I know. Yeah. So if you want to find me on Instagram.
1: (laughs) yes, At Sarah J York on Instagram, right?
2: Sarah J York. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Perfect. And I will listeners, I will put all of this in the show notes so that you can find her. Any final thoughts my dear before we wrap this up tonight because like I said we could talk for hours and hours I know, but
2: I just ugh, thanks again I love this Of
1: course absolutely
2: we can rise together as moms as single oh. moms as women on this journey together All I think of it. ultimately my end goal is just this like collective sisterhood of Right just love, like just pure support and love. I think if we can all come together with less judgment and more support and open-heartedness, if that's a word, yeah, course. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what.
1: That's well, what I love that so much because I think that we're in a time in our society when um, we give that a little bit of lip service, like you see posts and things about it and of course, women are primarily supportive of each other, but like that genuine, like, this isn't just supporting each other. This is like celebrating the shit out of each other when things, you know, are going well, whether I, yeah, it just, it's so much deeper than that. And you're just so, you can tell you're just so passionate about it. Like, it's not just like, girl power it's like, yes. no, this is like i am all interview. here you're like all fucking yes. in and i love all that in. yeah love yeah. that so much so yes all right that. dear well thank you so much we're gonna have you back on another day Bye. i don't know what we'll talk about but we'll have you back so Anytime. thank you for being it. here
2: thank
1: you so much Kari. yeah oh wait no.
0: thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and you're feeling compelled, I would be so honored if you would leave a five star rating and share this episode. If you share it on social media, you can tag me at Kari Heard. I am sending you all the love and good vibes and I will see you in the next episode.